stupid. And welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show for you guys today. Lots of big tech news. NVIDIA reportedly sold $175 yeah. million dollars <laughs> worth of RTX 30 series GPUs <clears throat> to crypto miners. Okay. Directly. Yeah, not even crypto adults, like crypto <laughs> miners. <laughs> And not like, oh, they, they happened to like scrape them from stores fast enough. Like, no, this was this was direct sales. Oops. NVIDIA. Oh, NVIDIA. Intel. Sorry, I got the I got the 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 scary, you know, basically wrong, monopoly. Wrong bad guy. Yeah, monopoly companies uh confused. Intel has apparently been fudding on Ryzen 4000 performance on battery. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what we mean by that in a few minutes here. What else we got today, Luke? One reseller group has snagged roughly 3,500 PlayStation 5 consoles. I believe they've like, ouch, sold them all or a lot of them or something as well. Pretty crazy. Wow. Um, also, Amazon Alexa or it's Amazon turning Alexa devices into opt-out, also known as opt-in by default, uh, <laughs> public Wi-Fi mesh networks. Heck. Yeah, like super. What? Everyone wanted that. Everyone yeah. thought that was really cool. That, that's what I. That's what I signed up for when I got a Ring doorbell. I was just gonna say, you're every, everyone with the Ring doorbell is definitely gonna know to turn that off. I was this close. I was this close to installing a Ring doorbell a while back. Ubiquity saved me. They saved my butt. Just like I'm gonna save us from talking right now. Well, I roll the intro. Boom. Intro. Yep. So Han shot first. If Luke Skywalker says so, then it's official. Yep. I mean, we can agree on that, right? I think so. Yeah, I think as soon as Luke Skywalker says it, it's canon. I mean, it was so obvious. Like, why would you go back and go all revisionist history like that about it? I mean, obviously that's far from the only stupid thing they've gone back and changed, but like... It is clear that Han Solo is a total, you know, cowboy badass and someone comes looking for him, he's not going to wait for the guy to pull the trigger. Like, why would he unclip his gun, you know, ahead of time so that he can wait and then blow him away through the... T like, I, obviously, we weren't going to believe this lie. You know, it's insulting. That's what it is. It's insulting. When you tell a lie that is so obviously false that it's like, what, what do you think? You think I'm a idiot? Like... Because that's the only possible conclusion that I can draw from this. Like, is there anyone who actually thinks Greedo shot first? I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> Flow plane chat? Nah, you guys are too smart for that. YouTube Ooh. chat? Uh, you guys are probably mostly too smart. Okay, Twitch chat. Twitch chat. Here it comes. Twitch chat. Here you comes Twitch say. chat. <laughs> Always going after Twitch chat with their bits. With their bits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't Ranger we XML says Greedo shot first. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're just they're just they're just trolling me at this point. All right. Let's jump right into our first topic here. Oh man, we've got another headline topic today too. I hope we get through all this stuff. Windows has already been run on Apple Silicon. <gasps> what? Oh my goodness. <sighs> all right. This was reported by, or it was posted by Tom Pix on the forum and was reported by Bitcoin.com and Tweaktown. NVIDIA's financial reports seem to suggest that they sold a huge chunk of their Ampere GPUs to miners, possibly explaining part of the shortage. 
I don't think this accounts for the entire thing, but it is possibly no. part of the shortage. It's, a, it's about a, a, a quarter million 3080s, like 250,000-ish 3080s. That's a lot of 3080s. If if that was all 3080s, to be clear, I don't I don't think we know like exactly what it is. But if you if you break down the 175 million, that works. Uh, it's very likely a mix of 3080s and 3070s. So we don't necessarily that know makes exactly it even what more GPUs. Like. So like, yeah, not better. That's like, a th lot This of is cards. the most generous possible take: is that it's 250,000 3080s. It's about 175 million dollars worth of inventory here, and supposedly these new generation GPUs are helping out performance for Ethereum miners. Um, according to a, a note from RBC Capital Markets analyst Mitch Steves, the analyst had guided sales to miners to come in at 150 million for the quarter. So, so they 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 overshot their target. They overshot their target. I mean, to be clear, I don't think yeah. NVIDIA or AMD, for that matter, ever stopped selling GPUs to miners. Just nobody cared for a long time because there was plenty enough for retail customers as well. The only info we have on the total supply of 30 series GPUs is from this quote from NVIDIA. We have great supply, just not for this level of demand. It is typical for initial demand to exceed supply for our new GPUs. Our global network of partners is ramping as hard as they can to get the new GPUs to the more than 100 million GeForce gamers around the world. Nice little plug there. Um, okay, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> By the way, did we mention we have 100 million customers? Um... <laughs> Uh, there's a note in here from uh, Alex who says, Dear Linus, any insight on if this is a consequential number of GPUs? Yeah, I think it's pretty fair to say this is a consequential number of GPUs. I mean, if they, let's, say, let's say I live in an Amero-centric, uh, America-centric world where I pretend the rest of the globe doesn't exist at all because America... Sure, that happens a lot. Um, okay, so let's say I live there. Um, that is like 0.1% of Americans, literally... The entire 0.1% could have run out and bought one of these GPUs. Okay, so let's let's expand that a little bit, right? Okay, so let's include Australia, uh, the UK, and Canada, right? Uh, whatever, that was terrible Canadian accent. That was terrible, yeah. yeah I wonder, I wonder I how many cards care. were seeded to, like, Australia at all. So by then, we've got, what, I think the UK is, like, 50, 60 million, 60, 70, something like that. Yeah, but whatever, between those three countries, we've got about another 100, 150 million people. Uh, so that's still, like, you know, 0.7% of people in these... And this is just these GPUs, never mind the ones they actually did ship to gamers. Um, and so, you know, let's expand well, it again. Well, not necessarily, because th th this was sold directly to crypto miners, and what that would mean, probably, I'm assuming, is like pallets of graphics cards to one purchaser. That doesn't mean that zero people intending to use them for mining bought them from stores as well. Oh, so yeah, a lot true. of smaller operation individuals or small groups of people that don't have the buying power to buy like a pallet of graphics cards right. would have been buying them from stores. There's also scalpers. We saw a lot of that. Like the, the this this strongly decreases the chance of gamers getting it because it's not only gamers that are buying from stores. But I'm too. talking just about what NVIDIA is selling directly here. I'm saying yes. if NVIDIA sold these directly, 0.7 of the entire population, 0.7% of the entire population of like Australia, UK, Canada, and the United States, which 
if I'm to go based on our YouTube viewership numbers is like 70% of the English speaking enthusiasts, something along those lines, uh, would have been able to buy an RTX 3080. Now, when you consider that even among computer enthusiasts, an RTX 3080 is like a, that's a, like a 1% product, right? Um, I think it's pretty fair to say that if Nvidia had shipped these to gamers instead of to directly to crypto miners, pretty much anyone in those territories who wanted one could have had one by now. I could be wrong. I could have the numbers a little off. Maybe Nvidia shipped, oh, I don't know, uh, 10 times this much to to the actual computer channel, like the resale channel. But I doubt it because I it's not in these notes here, but it wasn't tech linked. I think this works out to something like 6% of their GeForce revenue for the quarter. And when you consider that they're still shipping a lot of Turing, um, and this is, it's not too much. Okay, don't quote me on this. I could be wrong on this. I don't think it's 6% of Ampere. I think it's 6% of the GPUs they've shipped, like the total revenue. So given they're still shipping a ton of Turing, I would think this is a lot of what NVIDIA actually shipped for Ampere in that quarter. Um, th the weird thing about this to me is why? Like, why? Luke, why would they do this? Yeah, I don't know. I Especially because you know they're going to immediately, like you've talked about this on one show before, um, making one of these GPUs is basically like printing money. Like there's no question about whether or not it's going to sell. Yeah. If there was a question about whether or not it was going to sell and you could sell a pallet for sure, I could kind of understand that. Yes. When you know it's going to fly off shelves, I don't know. Maybe you're trying to own the mind share of miners. So when you release a new card they're more on your side but i don't think that's really going to be a thing yeah i don't think that matters um, because i don't think miners make decisions based on that i'm pretty sure it no, comes down either. to power consumption hash rate like yeah. they're it's very transactional very these are very commodity yeah. products for the mining community yeah. I, I i yeah I, I don't buy that i don't buy that and they would have had to know that there was going to be backlash from the gaming community who they rely on for you know oh i don't know let's say the other 94 percent of their geforce revenue um, so I guess this is just NVIDIA being NVIDIA and kind of going, okay, well, yeah, it's arrogant behavior, but what the f*** are you going to do about it, right? We're NVIDIA. What are you, you going to do? Take your business elsewhere? Like, get bent, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, uh, people would probably like to, but they can't because there's no cards on the other side either. I wonder if partially for the same reason. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. That happened last time, didn't it? Um, am, I, am I totally wrong here? Yeah, I could be. Yeah, no, RX, uh, RX 570 directly. was like the, the big the big cheese and AMD sold tons of GPUs directly to crypto miners at the height of the of the mining craze. And what was it, 2018, I think? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's... Yep. Um, Jonathan... XF, XFX China allegedly sells almost all available uh, Radeon <laughs> RX stock to mining farms. I mean, Just if, random you were, article I brought up. if you were XFX, how else would you have survived for the last 10 years? <laughs> like, honestly, when they went AMD only, amazing. I was like, wow, could you guys have picked any worse timing for this? That's a <laughs> like, ballsy move. like they went right yeah, into a decade of AMD getting absolutely <laughs> stomped by NVIDIA. Yeah. 
and it being pretty much impossible for them to sell cards to actual gamers. Pretty sweet um, payday once mining came around, though, Yeah, I guess. Jonathan Paz says, could they have sold them for a premium, knowing what the usage was going to be? I mean, yeah, I guess that's possible. Um, yeah, you know what? I guess that is possible, because if I'm a mining outfit and I, like, need supply of GPUs right now so that I can mine Ethereum 2 or whatever, then... Yeah, I guess this I, is, I would pay, this I'd pay premium. Deal. This is a, like, contract side deal, so they don't have to like sell it their their rate that they sell to whoever yeah that's fair and they also don't have to cut anyone else in on the margin so nope. no board yep. partner margin they're basically just using one of their board partners probably because like who else is going to be able to make a graphics card so they'll use one of their board partners probably as just a contract manufacturer so that would be at a lower rate and then they don't have to you know have any margin built in for a retailer or wherever else so yeah you know what maybe maybe that's it maybe they're just making another buck because they know that you have absolutely no other choice whatsoever if you want to buy uh, the fastest gaming graphics card yeah <sighs> oh well amd what 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 do you got what are you guys talking about uh Mark Gallant says, BS, 2010, 2011, 2012 AMD dominated. Typical shill Linus. Uh, tell you what, why don't you go back and look at what the market share numbers were like. I eat. Cool. I eat. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and jump into our next topic here. Intel has been running around fudding on Ryzen 4000 performance on battery. So uh, Luke, do you want to run us through this one? People get mad if I talk too much. Oh boy. Uh, last week, Intel gave a presentation alleging a serious discrepancy between AMD CPU's performance on battery versus the performance of the same systems off battery. According to Intel, while AMD's latest CPU, Intel's getting so scrappy. I know, right? It's kind of cool. But they got to get. I watched, your, I watched a video recently where you were like, this is what competition brings. And I was like, yes. Was that the, uh, the cryo cooler one? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, according to Intel, while AMD's latest CPUs offer slightly better battery life than their Intel counterparts, they achieve this by reducing CPU performance when running on battery by 38 to 48%, which is actually quite substantial. Intel 11th gen CPUs apparently lose an average of just 8%. Intel's slideshow backing up these claims referred to benchmarks uh, the company had run on a range of mobile Ryzen 3, 5, and 7 systems from Lenovo uh, with a single system sourced from HP. They drew from a wider range of systems for their Intel tests. Mm. They referred to benchmarks like uh, Web XPRT, Sysmark, and PCMark. Web Expert. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. The you central pretty, thesis pretty of Intel's presence. Sorry? You did pretty good up till that point. Yeah, I've yeah. even ran that before. That was sad. <laughs> the central thesis of Intel's presentation is that laptop reviews should not benchmark systems only connected to AC power, which... That's Way fair. back, we 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 did that. We did plugged in and non-plugged in. Well, actually, what we did way back was we didn't realize the performance differences were so stark, and we didn't pay much attention to it. I think is what we really did. That was like way, 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 way back. So maybe you're thinking of less way back. Maybe, yeah. Because I'm I'm trying to think back to like unboxing in the house days, and actually, I don't even think oh. we really like had like benchmark no. graphs or anything like by the time we were making charts we would have been benchmarking properly yeah but, um i was talking in the in the office yeah oh okay never mind then 
Um, and it, it is a good point. Uh, but where it kind of starts to fall apart is Intel's explanation. So they say the AMD systems wait for seven to 10 seconds before engaging turbo mode, while Intel systems engage turbo more quickly. According to Intel, this is fair, most consumer workloads are very short, and this places AMD at a performance disadvantage relative to its own processors if they're not quickly engaging turbo. But Luke, hit me with the plot holes. I want to see the, the plot holes. The settings that control the amount of time before turbo mode engages um, or turbo modes engage and the overall performance delta between AC and DC power are settings that the OEM controls. What? The OEM, AMD. you say? Oof. 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 Well, Intel why... did not acknowledge this as something defined by Lenovo well, versus yeah, AMD. Why did they use only of... Lenovo computers for yeah. AMD then, Luke? And they used a wider wider amount for Intel. No, There's no. Stuff you stop here. talking, sir. I want an explanation. Why did Intel only use Lenovo and one HP machine to prove their point? Probably because they found some some consistent data points that were really nice for them on those machines. No, no, I wait. No, that oh, that was surprising. That was a surprisingly forthright answer. Ah, yes, <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Intel also did not explain why it chose to highlight the performance of the 4900HS on the left-hand side of the graph above. Mm. Are you showing that? Mm, nope. Do we have a graph? Uh, I, will, I will try to obtain a graph for you, sir. Uh, <laughs> That's an amazing bullet point. Um, 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 <laughs> uh, the CPU was not part of the set of five systems that were used... <laughs> To average, uh, to average performance. That's really funny, actually. Hold Intel on. did not provide data for each individual system, showing that each system boosted in the same delayed fashion. And even if it had, four of the laptops were made by the same vendor, Lenovo. Okay, so I'm looking for a graph here. Haven't found a graph here. Um, um. Well, whatever. The point is, the point is, Intel. Can you just not like you, you gotta you have to know the thing is that the thing is they do know I know they know but you got to remember Intel's a gigantic company right so there's smart diligent people at Intel people with integrity at Intel who know that they're gonna get called on this and not even that who know that they just should market the products honestly and with transparency there's people who know that and then there's the people who are smart but don't have integrity that are going to know that they should just market the products honestly because they're going to get caught, right? So it comes down to the whole like Dungeons and Dragons thing, right? Like there's there's your there's your lawful evil and your neutral evil and your chaotic evil, right? So your your lawful lawful evil is, you know, the the marketing executive. And I don't mean like evil evil, I mean like there's people who are like, yeah, marketing is evil. You know, everything should just be a spec sheet. So, you know, evil in that sense, you know, marketing. Okay. So that's your lawful evil, but you know, it should be like honest marketing, you know, and then you got your neutral evil. It's like, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of whatever. We'll let it, let it, let it go. And then you got your chaotic evil. That's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. We're just going to say whatever we want and they're going to be too stupid to figure it out. And the problem that Intel runs into is for whatever reason, the people who have the sense to just market the product in a way that is is meaningful and honest seem to get drowned out by either dummies 
or dishonest people who think they're not going to get caught and or even if they do get caught, it's not going to matter. And I don't know what else to say about it at this point other than please stop. I was just going to say, I feel like they get caught every time. But now I wonder, like, what stuff is getting through the filter? Well, it's not just do they get caught, right? Because they get caught by the enthusiast community. But let's face it, the audience watching this show right now, it's about 15,000 people are watching this show right now. What percentage of laptop buyers is that? Like, it's like nothing. So unless all of you go talk to 100 of your friends, and who am I kidding? You don't have 100 friends. We're not even, we're not even having even an impact. Even if Facebook says you do. Yeah, even if you're Facebook. How many, how many friends does Facebook think I have? Wow, I have not clicked on that link for a long time. I am not even signed in. Okay, then, never mind. I don't know how many friends <laughs> I have on Facebook. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, it auto-populated. I'm signed into my, uh, my thing. Oh, no, there's a code generator. I, you know what? No, I want to know. I want to know how many friends on it Facebook should, I have. It should, honestly, I think it's, I don't know. It's been a long time. I think it's a yes button on your phone. This was me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got We got a whole Last time whole I had to thing. do that, it, it asked for a code, but it never sent a code. It was either a yes button that was a pop-up, or you had to go into the app and like find the thing and say like, yeah, it's fine. That's totally so, weird. It did ask me for a code, but then it just like had me answer a bunch of questions on my phone. And then I had no code in there and I just pressed continue. And I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. How do yeah. you tell how many friends you have? Here, hold on I don't a know. second. I gotta, <laughs> uh, oh wait, no, this is, this is Linus. This I'm managing a page. I'm on page Linus tech. Hey, I got 188 friends. Nice, dude. Super popular. Got 188. That's like 88 more friends than I just told you guys you don't even have. Got them. Yeah. And you know what? Huh. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share this. I'm gonna share this news on my Facebook right now. Uh, it'll be the first post I've made on Facebook <laughs> since. How do you see? How do you see posts you've made on Facebook? I don't know. Um, I don't use Facebook. <laughs> I legitimately don't know how to do this. When's the last Every time, time I... I go on to Facebook to do whatever, contact someone for whatever reason, I'm always like, oh, goodness, what's going on here? Can I post on my own? Is it still called a wall? Can I, can I post? <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask. I have no idea. Oh, I think you can. You know but what's I don't so funny? You, I don't is... think you do it by going to your profile anymore. I think you just do it on the main page. What's going on right now is hilarious because, you know, five years ago, we would have sounded like boomers. And now the fact that we don't know how to use Facebook is the least boomer thing ever. Uh, yeah. I'm all the way back to 2016 and I haven't posted a single thing to my Facebook. All right, so I'm doing it today. What was the thing I said that everyone had to share with 100 friends? Uh, Intel needs to just market their products uh, with facts rather than um, rather than bending the truth. How about that? Yeah. All right. I'm going for it. And I'm going to put I'm going to put a gif in there. Oh wow, I found a great one. I'm going with this chicken. What do you think? Chicken? I like it. All right. At least I've at least I have got chicken or whatever whatever he says. Okay. Post. Wow. This is my first post to Facebook in at least half a decade, possibly you, you ever. Feel, you feel invigorated? 
I, I you feel ready to, you ready to get back onto the the news feed. I feel something. Hold on a second. Uh, hold on. I got a I got a call coming in. Uh, yes, Mr. Zuckerberg. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah, this is my first time posting to Facebook in quite some. No, no. I, I know you can't get enough information from me if I don't. Look, I can do, I can do better. I can do better. I can post more. Okay, I'll post more. You want me to post dick pics? Because I'll post dick pics. You, <laughs> please don't ban my you, Oculus. You want to? You want to? <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right okay um so i guess that's pretty, pretty much all i have to say about that it's it's lame and they should stop being lame you know don't be lame our sponsors yeah. aren't lame uh the show today is brought to you by bitdefender uh, Bitdefender protects all your devices against malware without compromising system performance. Their advanced threat defense identifies suspicious programs and protects you from even advanced malware. Bitdefender Photon adapts to your system's hardware and software, helping improve speed and performance, or you know, rather ramping down itself so that your speed and performance are not impacted as much. It doesn't like make your system faster. Um, antivirus cannot do that. Anti-malware can't do that. Uh, it offers webcam protection though, which allows only trusted programs access, keeping users protected against malware or ne'er-do-wells. You can find their best Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals at lmg.gg bitdefenderwen. So go check them out. The show is also brought to you by Honey. Honey is the free shopping tool that, wow, yeah, today is, did Honey plan this? Being on the WAN show today? Because today is like kind of a shopping day is my understanding. You got that they Black Friday. We did. I wouldn't be surprised. Got they that probably Black have Friday. a very large ad buy right now. Those of you who have downloaded Honey from our link have saved over a hundred grand in the last two months. And Honey works with over 30,000 stores, including Amazon, eBay, Newegg, Razor, Best Buy, Walmart, and more. Honey gets a small commission from the sites that you use where they save you money. So it's free to install and you can install it in just two clicks. Colton, Brandon, and a few others at LMG have used Honey to save money while shopping online, and you shouldn't wait. You should just go. You should just do it now. What are you waiting for? Joinhoney.com. There it is. Joinhoney.com slash Linus. It's just Linus, not Linus. And the show is also brought to you today by Vessi. Thank you, Vessi, for sponsoring The WAN Show. Vessi Footwear is known for making comfortable shoes that are light and, perhaps even more importantly, water-resistant. The marketing says waterproof, but this is, again, down to my, like, you know, look, let's not bend it. Nothing is waterproof. Literally, a rock is not waterproof. If you blast it with water for long enough, the water will get through. Water cannot be stopped. So it is water resistant. But they will keep your feet dry if you accidentally step in a puddle. Not if you, like, take a pressure washer and, like, point it at the shoe. All right? They've got everyday styling for men and women, and they have a Black Friday sale on right now, so don't miss it. Get $25 off each pair with offer code WANSHOW. Check them out at vessi.com slash WANSHOW. Boom. All right. Cool. Oh, do we want to get into the reseller group that snagged 3,500 PlayStation 5 consoles? Sure. Yeah, this is, this is kind of ridiculous, and th this immediately came to mind when when we were talking about the graphics cards that nvidia sold directly to miners yeah like this type of stuff is happening everywhere right now and this, this like whole reseller group we're, we're gonna start talking about um i think yeah crep crep chief notify yeah is that actually what it's called more like um, crap face notify yeah got him notify you of a of a 
of a poopy face. Um, like they, there's, there's, I think there's more services than just this one. There was another one that I think had a different name uh, that that blew up over um, a different product that they helped people buy a ton of early. Um, there, there's like software that people pay very small amounts for that will scalp these things for them now. Like yep. they don't even have to be fast. They don't have to be innovative. Enough. Nope. You just pay a very small amount of money to make a large amount of money it's, by being a scumbag. It's the scalper um, equivalent of being a script kitty. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like even worse because you don't even have to like try to run the code. <laughs> it just it just happens. Um, it's like so, me when I was like 12 and downloaded a Diablo 1 trainer. Tried to convince yeah. people my godly play to the whale was real. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, this is so pervasive these days. So there's, what, the, thousands of members in this group. Their collective yeah. number is just shy of 2,500 PlayStation 5 consoles across their members, in addition to just under 1,000 pre-orders from back in September. Um, and how were they so successful, uh, they were asked. We knew where to go before they announced it, said a manager at Crep Chief Notify. So they've got, they've got 12 people on staff. They charge a subscription fee for access starting at 30 pounds. So that's about 40 US dollars and going up to $530. That's like significant. You got to scalp a lot of PlayStations to... Yeah. What? Oh, so it's yeah. not just PlayStation. Oh, so you can you can see... Oh, so they compete with other such groups to see who can snag the this most of like... This is what I'm talking about. Yeezys, this is, this is across everything. Like... Internet sales oh. in general are just ruined right now. Basically, if you're if you're like launching some product, if you expect it to sell out, and the community expects it to potentially, not even if you expect it to sell out, if there's a possibility that scalpers could drive it to the point of it selling out, they will do so so that they can scalp you super hard. Um, it's it's brutal, and like internet sales in general, like hopefully stripe or or braintree or or someone comes up with some form of actually really good solution to this i have no idea what it could be but hopefully they come up with something yeah i actually I, this is horrible i don't know what you can really do because honestly the only answer that i can really come up with is some like crazy big brother shit. like you've yes. got to you've got to you know scan your passport to buy a product right like to to create Which is a ridiculous scan your passport to buy some shoes like yeah. that's this that's so exactly ugh. like some kind of providing some kind of horrific amount of personally yes. identifiable information it's like look to be clear guys i am not voting for that like i'm just saying i i i don't see any other way to have to to, to enforce something like you know one per customer per item Right, like, because people can have t tons of credit cards or other payment methods and shop at lots of different places, and there's just there's no there's no feasible way to enforce it. Um, I mean, one thing you can do is you can limit the number of places that you can get access to the product. So, I mean, but that only works in theory. Like NVIDIA tried this when they had their Founders Edition cards. And what they discovered was that because they didn't have experience preventing people from checking out with multiple items, there was nothing they could do to stop the bots and scalpers anyway.
Uh-oh. Wow, interesting. Um, check this out. I'm going to send it to you on the discords. This was posted in float plane chat. Um, oh boy. What do you got? Oh, there he is. Stock checker with audio alerts. Falcadrin. What is this? It's a stock checker with audio alerts for, as you can see coming through on the ticks, newegg.ca, Amazon, Best Buy. I don't know if there's others included. Okay. Hold on a second. You'll have to give me... Uh, dang it, Jake. Not now. <laughs> okay. He's messaging me about like some server optimizations that he's made. Uh, okay. Yeah. Give me a sec. Let me pull this up. So, yep. I guess I want to go to this site. Look at this. Look at this crazy shiz, guys. So, this is, this is it. Stock checker. Interesting. This is, I, I feel like, a lot more manual. This is insane. This is completely insane. This goes on for hours. Uh, I, I think it just goes on forever. Failed it's a live stream. Error, failed to parse card. The date. Oh my goodness. It's total madness. I mean, people have, they've, they've gone, they've gone mad. Yeah. Purchasing, purchasing highly sought after items online is just ruined right now. Like, unless you basically want to be a scalper, and then it's the greatest time ever, I guess. Because <sighs> you can, like, ruin Christmas for a bunch of people. Yeah, that that blows. I mean, because it's about more than just, like, money at that point. For a lot of people, these products are, they have, like, an emotional meaning for yes. them. Like, yeah. and, and not just for the people receiving them, like for the people giving them, like you're basically ruining the Christmas of a whole family that wants to like give their kids a game console or whatever. And especially while everyone's stuck inside with COVID, like, yeah, you're, you're just, you're being a downer. You're being yeah. a Debbie downer. Sucks, it's, bro. It's not fun. It's not cool. That's the bottom line. You're not cool. I mean, you got money, which you could use to like buy cool stuff and then, you know, decorate yourself with it, which my understanding is that some people think is like being cool, but it's not the same. It's not the same. You're not actually cool. So one reseller on Twitter said with a photo of what appeared to be more than a dozen PS5 consoles, the, my bot came through. He was selling the $500 PS5 for $1,100 and the $400 model for $900. That's crazy. That's like a quick five, six grand. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Sony is selling directly to consumers, but the resupply drops are sporadic. GameStop said it would have consoles available in store for Black Friday, but <laughs> the only guaranteed quantity is two consoles per store. Derp. Uh, Walmart is offering sales on Black Friday, but only through the web store. And Black Best Buy has said they won't have any additional consoles for the rest of the holiday season. Now, that's a little sus. That's weird. Why would everyone that's else really be getting weird. shipments and Best Buy is not getting shipments unless they're it's unloading a, them a, at a higher price on the someone side? Someone find a way to mine cryptocurrency on PS5? I know, right? Oh, it's Best a matter Buy's of time. Just selling stuff. It's a matter of time, Luke. <laughs> PS5, I think, is less less likely than Xbox. Yeah. Oh. Okay. 
Well, in other news, here's a product that you can definitely get because I was totally mistaken about how many of these we had in stock when I talked about it on the previous uh, live stream. Uh, we actually have like I think it's ten thousand of these in stock. Well, we got well, we okay. We've sold through like well over a thousand of them, so they definitely are selling. But we just also do have we do have stock. So uh, this is my my this is my my pimp speak my pimping out lttstore.com. This is my pitch. All right, it's my LTT store, my LTT store spot. The ABCs of gaming. Suck at gaming. Want your kids is this is this a I, maybe you don't even want to answer this is this a, a one-time run thing um i don't know your kid will quit wetting beds and start clicking heads alice for loot noob so i've been thinking about getting like a few don't have friends and just like having them for when friends of mine inevitably have kids get yours now at lttstore.com the abcs of gaming can you spell pwned batteries not included all right, so that's uh, that's it. That's the little, the fun little commercial that we made for it. Played the video. I was like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> yeah, I played. I played the video. Um, so it's something we plan to run for the foreseeable future. And between all the samples we got from the manufacturer we ended up using, and all the samples that we got from all the manufacturers we didn't end up using, uh, I'm sure I've got you covered, Luke. If you ever need a desperation gift, you know I always nice. got your back for that. Dude, multiple times, me so many times. Multiple <laughs> times, I have bailed you out. Luke has even—I don't think your mom watches Wan Show anymore, so this should be fine. Luke has even bought gifts for his mom on the day of her birthday at work on the way over there. It's been like, I—I I, I need something for my mom. What's like cool mom tech? And I'm like, what? What? When, when's your mom's birthday? Today? Now? I'm going my way to dinner. <laughs> the only two birthdays I actually. One know with 100% certainty is mine and my dad's and the only reason I know my dad's is because it's it's on an extremely significant event right um, that makes sense I I am pretty sure between two days and I'm pretty sure I know the month for my girlfriend that I've been dating for extremely close to six years and I know no one else's at all I don't even know like the the time of year for most of my friends. <laughs> I message you on yours, but that's only because I have a calendar thing. Actually, I lied. That's only because Yvonne has one and she tells me. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm not even I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not even going to pretend, man. No. I have um, no memory for that at all. All right. So why don't we jump into our next topic here? Uh, Windows. Windows is running on Apple Silicon. Alexander Graf is the dev that got it running. Let's fire up Mr. Graf's Twitter here. Check this out. Who said Windows wouldn't run well on Apple Silicon? I actually don't think anyone said that. I think what people said is that it wouldn't run because Microsoft won't allow it to uh, because licensing, blah, blah, etc. But he goes and says, it's pretty snappy here. Now, Mr. Graph is not running on bare metal. So um, it's like kind of a hack, but the fact that it's even running in a VM is still proof that it's architecture compatible, which is pretty sick. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not very hopeful. 
Um, and not because not because of Apple Silicon or anything like that. Watch it. Yeah. You you might get attacked again. I don't think you must be stoked. No, I don't have to be stoked because I don't think that Microsoft is going to change the licensing terms for Windows on ARM. They, oh, I mean, yeah. it's been out for eight years or whatever. Uh, they've had ARM builds of Windows for like since Windows 8 and they have never changed it. They have never shown any interest whatsoever in allowing individuals at retail to buy a license for Windows on ARM, uh, whether they want to use it on a virtual machine or on an ARM desktop or whatever the case may be. So the only way to get your hands on it is to pirate it. And I just, I, I don't know. I haven't seen any indication that that's going to change. I would love to be wrong about this. I would actually be stoked for Windows on ARM to not only be available for Apple users to use if they want, but for it to be available to general consumers so that hopefully at some point we will see some actual support for it. Um, I mean, it was just, it was one of those things where I, I think I told you this already, but I went back and I rewatched my video of the original Surface RT. And it was like looking at a completely different person because I had so much hope for like Windows on ARM. I was like, oh, wow, like this is cool. There's some limitations, but like, yeah, they'll get that sorted. They didn't get it sorted out. It's, it was a different time then. And I think I think one of the reasons, like, I don't know, you, you we learn as people, <laughs> you have experiences, your, your, your opinions and your approaches to things grow. And I think you got burned in the past, so you were just more skeptical this time. Yeah, um, I mean, to be clear, my skepticism is still working out pretty great when it comes to Windows on ARM. Um, it still yeah. sucks. So and like and like I I I get it because usually, I mean, Microsoft's not Google. They don't, they don't drop things like they do, right? Um, so so I I think in general their support for things is usually better. <laughs> what did you Sorry. say? Gosh, I didn't catch it. <laughs> Sir. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. And cool. Zoom and, the, and a yeah. few other things. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it happens. Definitely I, I happens. Groove. <laughs> Groove. Oh. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, wow. Whew. Geez, sorry. I had a. Let me just get a drink, LTTstore.com. It's still there. I, you could you could keep going for a long time, and they're still going to get nowhere close to Google. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I had someone get mad at me on Twitter today because they, uh, they saw uh, my review of the uh, Chromecast Android TV, and they were mm. like, Linus is hating on Stadia. Stadia's great. Game streaming is the future. <laughs> what I actually said was, not a lot of people are using it, which is a fact. So they're probably going to kill it. Yeah. And then that they're probably going to kill it. No, it was a sick burn on Google for destroying everything they've ever built. Not a burn on Stadia for being bad. I mean, I haven't looked at it since quite a while ago. It might be bad for all I know. It's just that wasn't what I was talking about. Oh, you guys are killing me here. You guys are killing me here. Oh. Anyway, apparently scalpers are buying the books already. It's a bad play. It's a bad play, guys. I just told you we have lots of them. I just said we have 10,000 units in stock. Okay, it's a board book for gamers. It's not exactly like, you know, a PlayStation 5. I, I don't know, guys. I think these are going to fly off the shelves. It's a holiday item. You can give it at Christmas. You can give it to pr prospective parents. You can give it to current parents. You can stock up now and have spares 
just in case, like with in my situation, you're you're growing up now, and some of your friends are gonna have kids. There's probably gonna be a baby boom from COVID. You might as well be prepared. Oh my God, there probably is. You are so right. How did I not think of that? Yeah. How would there not be? It's happening, guys. You you want to have presents lined up nine months from now because you don't like actively shopping and you can just put it somewhere in a little box. Problem solved. Done. Get ten of them. Easy. No big deal. Someone bought seven. Solved. Seven is not the right number of this book. <laughs> you should... Maybe he has exactly seven friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's he just, possible. He just, he just knows his his environment. You know, that's possible. Um, Intelligent purchase. All of that stuff you said was actually stuff I totally totally thought about when we decided to do this book. It was like, hey, when I was reading like ABCs to my kids, why is it A is for Apple? A can be for lots of things. Like arcade or Atari, we we couldn't. Yeah, do and Atari, like I, when you did your, I, I think it was last WAN show, you did a little excerpt where you read from it a little bit. Yep, yep, yep. I, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, thank you. It's kind of clever. A lot of our our generation plays at least some amount of games or did at one point. Um, it's a fun take. It's not too expensive. It it's pretty cute. pricey. I can explain that though. Like. A, it costs money to self-publish. It? It's fifteen U.S. dollars. Like it's is on. Is that the, a lot? I don't know. A typical board book is anywhere from like eight to like twelve, so oh, we're okay. definitely on the high side. Um, okay. But the cold hard truth is that we had to self-publish, so we're taking on all of the risk, taking on all of the cost of working directly with a manufacturer and producing. Let me put it this way: the ten thousand units we have that's the initial shipment that's the air shipment there's more coming by boat like we have a freaking ton of these things because we self-published it um so there's that there's also the fact that um our distribution is done through like my ex bros from ncix it's not we're not amazon so our distribution costs are very significant and that has to be baked into the price of your product that's why the cable ties are they're either 10 or 15 dollars or something like that or like 20 bucks and it's because we had to order like tens and tens of thousands of them store them for literally over a year which cost money too because they sold really slowly and we have to pay a bunch of distribution fee every time we have to ship one so it it just it just is what it is so uh, also the reason that we wanted to market at that price was that there are many booksellers that have to it's a requirement for you to sell in their store that they have to be able to advertise a lower price than what's printed on the back of the book so we wanted to get out ahead of that uh, if anyone ever carries it so far they haven't i'm actually really surprised we talked to best buy um and i I don't know I, i guess clearly nothing ever came of it but i'm looking at it going like why not why not like, yeah. how did you not just be like, yeah, I'll bring in 10 units per store. It's basically zero risk. And it's just like... This is something that if you put it in the impulse buying idol at, at like, kind of our age group, I could definitely see that moving. I like, know. no, like, 18-year-old me going in to buy an, uh, an Xbox game or whatever the heck. No, I'm not going to pick that up. But like, if it's in the impulse buying aisle, and I'm like, "Hey, so and so is going to be having a kid soon, or had a kid recently," I pick one of these up just in case there's some 
gathering or something, I can give it to him. That'll be a cool little gift. Like that's, that's absolutely something I would do. Yeah. So Joe Smith says, I think Linus overordered the way he's talking. Um, it depends. So we knew we were bringing these in for the holiday season and we didn't know if any resellers would pick it up the way it is now. We'll sell through them eventually. Like we launched this three or four days ago and we've already sold, I think about 1200, 1300 units. Like they're moving. It's fine. I, I'm not actually worried about it. It's just that it will take a long time at the rate that it's going. So we're going to have to absorb some of that storage cost in order to meet the order quantities that we had to, to manufacture our own book. And the other thing we didn't know was if this was even going to be enough. If someone like a Best Buy had picked it up or someone like a Chapters or Indigo had picked it up and been like, okay, I want 100 units per store, that would have been 100,000 units, right? So if someone picks it up, then we won't have enough. And if nobody picks it up, then we've got too many, but we'll sell through them eventually. It's, it's a really fun little book. I'm not actually worried about being stuck with them forever. We're also hopefully going to do a little bit of marketing around it, like on um, like Twitch and Facebook and YouTube gaming and stuff like that. Um, and that's why we produced that 30 second clip um so hopefully hopefully it's all hopefully it's all good you know what you know what i'm, I'm gonna go get it i'm gonna i'm gonna read you guys a couple pages people are like what is this a kid's book I'm like yeah nice a board book while he's gone is there anything we can go into i believe the next topic we are going to be talking about is amazon turning alexa devices into opt-out public wi-fi mesh networks um this is actually amazing um this topic is fantastic. It's called Sidewalk. Oh, he's back already, so I won't dive too far into it. But I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about that. All right, I'll let you pick. Uh, I'll let you pick six letters. Okay. Um, L. Oh, sorry. One sec. Hey, Munchkin, what's up? A ring with a ring with a one. Maybe later. Maybe. Okay. Do you distribute to book reviewers? Is that a thing? Okay. 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 Thanks, Munchkin. Okay. I have no idea what she's talking about. All right. <laughs> All right. So you want you want L? Okay. Uh, just um, yeah, L. Here we go. Oh, there we go. L is for loot. Didn't get the drop you need. Start over with a different seed. Hey, I like it. I like it. Uh, F. F. Okay. <clears throat> F is for frame rate. Some say 60 is enough. I know you won't believe that stuff. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Uh, one man, no. Yeah, there we go. O is for online. Staying safe is not a game. Never share your home or name. Very nice, very nice. Life tips for gamers. A T P. A T and P. Okay. Yeah. Well, A is for arcade. Do you want to have some fun? Insert two coins, please, player one. T. I don't even remember what T is for. T is for texture. 
Without these, models would be flat, and no one wants to look at that. And what was the last one? P? P, yeah. Okay. P, uh, oh, I know that one. P is for party. It's fun to play a damage dealer, but don't forget to bring a healer. <laughs> See, they're good. I don't know. Oh. I'm pretty proud of it. I, I had a lot of fun writing it. And unlike, okay, so here's the thing. A lot of, like, influencers write books. But I know for a fact that a lot of those books are not actually written by them. So for oh, me, yeah, you that's know, a huge thing. I don't have time to write a book right now. Like, not a real one, for sure. Um, so what this was, was the book that I actually have time to actually write. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sean the chat Parko is so says, much more interested now. Yeah. Who, who is supposed to buy these? I don't understand who the market buy is 10. for. As the age range for this product is as the age range for this product is unable to video games. That's like saying I don't understand who buys an ABC book that's like C is for car because because babies drive can't drive. F is for fire truck. Can't you can't put out it. fires yet? Doesn't make any sense. It's like what are you talking about? It's just yep. it's just like cute pictures and just talking to your children. It's so important. Like uh, it was really cool. Uh, my son had, had reached like kind of a breakthrough moment, probably a uh, I'd say in the last six months, where he stopped reading like to find out what was going to happen to the character. Like he's been reading fluently for quite some time. He's eight, um, but he stopped reading just to like find out what's going to happen and like understand the gist of it and started reading just like for pleasure and like would laugh to start laughing to himself while he's reading, like really getting it. And it's a ton of work to get your kids, not just knowing how to read, but really valuing reading. And it is so important for so much. It's more than just the ability to absorb a story. Being able to read, not just look at words, but to read, to understand what someone is saying is such an important life skill for cutting through BS and for navigating life. Um, and so, you know, that's one of our big goals for our kids. And one of the things that we've done is I'd say with about 95% success is reading to our kids every night, starting from when they're probably about six months old. And so this is the kind of book that they just they just grab whatever is like a nice color and has pictures that they like and some of these are inter are interactive and they're meant to be um so for example m is for oh yeah here we go q is for quest uh put your finger by the tree can you find the locking key so once they get a little bit older and their motor skills get a bit better they're meant to kind of trace their finger through the maze and get the little tree so it's it's meant to be a little bit interactive and it's just supposed to be time that you spend together they're hearing your voice. They're starting to put together this concept that, oh, the things you're saying are to do with what's on the page. Um, these are these are skills that you know you can kind of take for granted. But the earlier you can work on them, the more you can build them. And it's I don't know. It's just very, very, very important. So it doesn't matter if they actually understand exactly what you're saying. And a lot of what we have in here is just meant to be more like you know, inside jokes for, for the adults. I mean, what are the odds that a child is going to recognize that yellow exclamation mark above our N is for NPC, <laughs> right? Like, it's not, but 
if you're an old school WoW player, you're gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> Who, and, who did the illustrations? Uh, did Sarah the did. Sarah did. Yeah. Yeah. She we had did, some people asking in chat. She did an amazing job. So uh, we didn't put either the author or illustrator on the front because we wanted this to be more like bylinus media group. But we do have credits for me and Sarah on the back. Cool. Um, yeah. I. Uh, oh, actually, which one was I looking at before? Uh, and Somebody in chat said, I'm just sad L is not for LTTstore.com. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we thought about having some jokey ones like that, like F is for pay respects or, you know, whatever. But, uh, oh, interesting. Uh, okay. I don't want to overpromise to you guys, but it's possible you won't have to pay shipping because we are working on figuring out a deal possibly with Micro Center to carry these. Hey, cool. Yeah, that that totally that totally makes sense. I mean, honestly, I don't see why any computer store wouldn't just carry them. Um, At least some, right? And if you do like a really small run, you could always reorder more. Yep. Uh, hey, Carbon says that butt can draw. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, let's move on. That took me a second. I was like, what? Oh yeah. Amazon is turning Alexa devices into an opt-out public Wi-Fi mesh network uh, yes. Luke, on a scale of one <laughs> okay. to 10, on a scale of one to 10, how happy does this make you? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. One, one is a little bit happy, like a little tickle <clears throat> in the bottom of your tummy. Okay. And 10 is like oh. the happiest you've ever been in your life. You know, you just won the <laughs> lotto and it was delivered to you by, by a naked supermodel and <laughs> you're, you know, you're going to get on your private jet and go to your private Island and, um you know whatever i i think i given that intensity of scale and, and given the that the fact that a one is actually decently happy and and like <laughs> neutral happiness is not a five i'd maybe say uh like a at least a six you'd say a six um, okay but, but you gotta remember the the bottom yeah. of this scale is happy yeah so you're pretty happy so you're pretty I, darn is, happy this is pretty great you're it, stoked it's amazing the the feature is called sidewalk um it is sent to launch later this year man i'm like up in my chair and everything um it, it, will, <laughs> it will connect alexa devices to nearby wi-fi networks anyone's uh even those owned by by other individuals not like uh store hotspots or anything like yeah. that um sidewalk Sidewalk uses Alexa devices, including Echo and Ring doorbells, to create shared networks uh, meant to help devices work better. I'll get into what that means in a second. Uh, Amazon said in an email to device owners, it allows nearby devices to use a portion of a neighbor's Wi-Fi bandwidth so devices can have more range. Also, I don't know where in the notes this is, but also it would help if uh, you have a power outage, but your neighbor doesn't. For some reason, because then that happens maybe all the it time here. Connect. No, it happens all the time. Does it? No, of course not. Okay, yeah, I was like, <laughs> what the heck? It's always whole neighborhoods. So like, what? Yeah. What a weird feature. But maybe that's a thing somewhere. I don't. I've never experienced that before. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, these bridge devices share a small portion of your internet bandwidth, which is pooled together to provide these uh services to you and your neighbors oh how nice and when neighbors part so when more neighbors participate the network becomes even stronger i wish jeff bezos was my neighbor 
because then I'd have a way nicer house. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I don't know if he has. I wouldn't like talk to him or anything. It just I'd love to live where he lives. It's probably <laughs> sick. It would take you an extremely long time to get over to be able to talk to him. Um, yeah, I know, right? He Go would for a live, hike. Like, many neighborhoods away, even if he was technically your neighbor. Uh, da, 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 da. Amazon published a research paper detailing the technology behind Sidewalk and the steps taken to keep users' data private, because that's clearly a massive concern. Um, uh, the on-by-default approach is not consumer-friendly. Um, nope. Thornton-Trump, I'm not certain who that is, um, but it, it says, no, no one rides on my Wi-Fi for free. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially a giant corporation worth billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a website. I don't know exactly what the URL is, but it gives a graphical representation of how much uh, wealth Jeff Bezos has accumulated. Oh, I know. And it just like, like you scroll like of other endlessly things. and you like can't you scroll, scroll forever. that far. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty um, good. <laughs> and it shows like the amount of like the amount of money a doctor will make in their lifetime. And it's this like tiny, it's like a pixel. minuscule, un like just, oh, it, just no size at all compared yeah. to the absolute mass that is Jeff Bezos's personal wealth. Um, even after losing a ton of it in a divorce. Beautiful. Um, Amazon says, before Sidewalk launches, we will notify existing customers with eligible bridge devices so they can consider the benefits of Sidewalk before deciding if they want to change their preferences. Very, very specific wording there. Um, and after all existing customers are notified, all customers setting up a Sidewalk bridge for the first time will have the opportunity to enable Sidewalk during device setup. Uh, it's basically only in the U.S. right now, but apparently some people outside the U.S. have received emails notifying them about the launch. So we're not necessarily sure what that means, but it is only in the U.S. for now. All right. So, yeah. I mean, there's really no good um, way to put this. It is a matter of time until this gets horrifyingly exploited. And the fact that it is opt out yep. rather than opt in. So that means it is enabled by default means that there's going to be a ton of non-tech savvy people who don't understand that smart doorbell means it's connected to someone else's servers and someone else is poking around in there um, that are going to be exploited. This is this is a matter of time and it's uh, that that's a shame. Um, and, and considering how this is worded, we will notify existing customers with eligible bridge devices so they consider the benefits of Sidewalk before deciding if they want to change their preferences. There's a lot of very specific word usage in there. If if they use that type of uh, of language when notifying their customers about the benefits of this new beautiful feature, they're just going to um, turn it on. Be like, yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah, not turn it on. They will not turn it off. Right. Oh yeah, sure. That sounds fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to bother going to that dashboard. I don't know how to get there anyways. Exactly. In other better news, the EU votes for standardized repairability ratings on electronics. The European Parliament has voted to develop and introduce mandatory labeling to provide clear, immediately visible, and easy-to-understand information to consumers on the estimated lifetime and repairability of a product at the time of purchase. That is awesome especially because even though i'm not european and therefore it doesn't technically affect me a lot of the time you still get the information whatever the eu does tends to trickle down into other uh other regions just because it's very inconvenient to 
produce a product one way for the EU, like with better repairability so that you can have a better score, and then another crappier way somewhere else. Like if you're going to make it properly in the first place, you might as well just ship the good one everywhere. Um, so this is fantastic. It's hoped that this will result in a mandatory repairability score index for all electronic products sold across the EU to help consumers shop with confidence and reduce planned obsolescence. I wonder who's going to oversight that, and I wonder what metrics they're going to look for. Uh, I have no idea, but the EU motion calls for a repair score similar to the scores that iFixit has been assigning to gadgets for the past 15 years. I would love to see iFixit tapped to help develop something like this. I don't know if that's how it'll go down because iFixit has their own agenda. You know, you, yes. you can't necessarily just draw them into like a, and they're American, a, aren't they? Yeah, a government body. Um, but according to a recent survey, 77% of EU citizens would rather repair their devices than replace them. 79% yeah. think that manufacturers should be legally obliged to facilitate the repair of digital devices or the replacement of individual parts. And the resolution was adopted with 395 in favor and just 94 against with 207 abstentions. Good news. Good news. It is about time that right to repair started getting taken seriously by legislative bodies. I'll be very interested to see what the new U.S. Um, administration does, if anything. One of my big worries is that they're going to feel like, oh, you know, uh, left-wingers are going to be so glad that it's not Trump anymore that we can just kind of do whatever and no one will care. But that's not how it's going to go down. They have to like actually do stuff that matters, like protect net neutrality and like help right to repair and stuff. Actually, I think it's pretty much bipartisan opposition to right to repair at this point. So I not yeah. really shouldn't really be hoping for anything. <laughs> um, and the last big news item is Apple M1X Max have leaked. So one of the biggest complaints about the M1 was, of course, the lack of performance compared to, well, what people might expect in a pro product or in a, well, in a, you know, proper desktop product, like anything but a Mac mini. And it looks like the reason is that Apple was holding out for the M1X, which is going to have 12 cores in total, eight Firestorm performance cores, and then four Ice Storm high efficiency cores. And, name it. you know, four more cores instead of, so 12 versus eight might not sound like that big of a deal to you, but if it's true, according to our testing, that would put CPU performance roughly in line with the 2020 27-inch iMac, which runs a 10-core Core i9 CPU. And yeah. if I had to guess, I'd say that thing is probably going to come in the, like, 40 to 45-watt total system power range. That is nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Whew. Leaks Apple Pro has a spotty leak record at best, um, but Apple is specifically incentivizing purchases of Intel-based 16-inch MacBook Pros and 21-inch Macs, iMacs for Black Friday by offering $150 gift cards, strongly suggesting that these will be the next products to receive the Apple Silicon treatment. Sweet. Makes sense. Uh, Anthony notes, doubling the Firestorm cores makes all the sense in the world for a higher performance M1. They don't really need to do much else than that. I would say that a little more IO would be good. So I don't know if I 100% agree with him, but it's also possible we'll see that. Um, he has no reason to believe this would be inaccurate, barring exact pricing and availability and which products they appear in. Anthony note too, if I had to guess, it'll take some time before a 27-inch iMac and especially iMac Pro are available, maybe end of 2021, early 2022. 
for the 27 inch. I don't know, Anthony. I think it could be sooner than that. I think Apple's like, they're going on this. They're gung-ho. Yeah. Full gung-ho. Just like I'm gung-ho on reading Super Chats. All right, guys. What do you, what'd you send to people who don't need your money? Thanks, Robert Mail. Happy American Thanksgiving, he says. Uh, Lucky Falcor says, in a recent TV review video... Oh, TV review video. You said to get good blacks with a projector theater room, you would need to control the lighting. I suggest a video with Vanta black painted walls to control the light. That would actually be sick. And if I had access to a media room that we could, like, you know, do stuff to, um, then I would definitely do it. Someday, someday when I live next to Jeff Bezos and I have a big media room, uh, we will, we'll do a Vanta black, Vanta black uh, media room. Uh, Kenneth says, I'm currently seven beers like deep. Extremely expensive. Uh, Vanta Black? I thought it was. Well, Maybe yeah, but that's why I'd be living next to Jeff Bezos by that point. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's like the, the the darkest paint or something like that. Like, it's super light absorby, for those of you who aren't familiar with Vanta Black. Uh, Kenneth says, I'm seven beers deep, and while I'm rolling on the floor at 8 p.m. petting my cat, I just want to say I so want an RTX 3090. Well, you'll never get one giving me $20 to send that message. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you need to do is uh, spin up a... a uh, a coin farming operation. Oy. All right. Uh, in other news, uh, Armando says, you guys benchmarked the ROG Zephyrus G14 with a Ryzen 4000 series CPU. Did you notice anything odd about on-battery performance? We actually have not dug into those claims because we have been absolutely buried in Techtober, which has extended into Techvember. Like, I can't tell you guys what's coming, but it's not over. I'll say that much. <laughs> Osasoft says wanted to at least once catch a WAN show live. Hey, finishing my sixth pint of beer. My lord, six pints? I hope I get to the end of the show to be able to ask something. Well, um, I hope I get to the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, okay. Osasoft appears to still be alive, which is good. Uh, nice. How about a Plex centered video? Build comparison, budget, mid range, over the top. <sighs> I don't know. It's so niche, dude. Like, I don't know how much we can. I don't know how much we can really say about it. Like more, more better Plex is like more better. More better CPU is good. You know, GPU. Doesn't Jake it. have a really sweet setup? He does. There's some channels out there that have great Plex content. Just go watch them. I mean, we don't have to cover everything. Osasoft sent another super chat. Ten dollar LTT store shipping for actual goods? Nah, mate, too expensive. Sending ten dollars worth of super chats. Oh yeah, baby. Faith in humanity lost. Faith in six pints increased? Yeah, exactly. Clearly <laughs> clearly drunk texting me at this point. I think so. Oh, man. Uh, this is kind of funny. Dal Seams says, I learned not to use honey with Domino's Pizza. It added every available coupon to the cart and got me all the pizza deals. Nearly ended up with 60 pizzas. How does that work? <laughs> They must not have had it limited to, like, one code. Okay, do you know about this Project Diablo 2? Someone's like, can you, can, you message, can you say something about this? A mod for and by passionate Diablo 2 fans. We aim to maintain the Lord of Destruction experience and provide consistent ladder resets while improving on the game as if development never ended. Interesting. Well, apparently oh. that's the thing. And, uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I shouted it out, Adam Larson. I 
definitely find Diablo 2 more interesting to play than Diablo 3. Wait so. a minute. Addled Spoon says there's a WAN show reference on Letterkenny. Season 2, Episode 1. You have got to be kidding me. There's no way. I don't see anyone that has specifically clipped that. I would be, I would be. Are you so... sure it's a WAN show reference, or is it just like a, a a video podcast reference? Yeah, it's probably not WAN show. It's probably not WAN show. All right, uh, there's a few more here. Uh, uh, a flying modem says. I'm actually someone who got his GF pregnant during the pandemic. Lol, six months to go. So the book is something I'm super excited about. I Thanks, was just going to say, hey, get a book. Flying modem, what you should really be doing is saving your money, not sending super chats. Because kids, dang, they expensive. Also, by the way, if that already happened, you don't know there might be number two. You should get more than one book. They might destroy the first one. <laughs> nah, it's, actually, we went through a lot of manufacturers to find one that's like, pretty indestructible so it should be kid proof okay cool uh sir sir zaverin says playing rpgs are why i learned to read super mario rpg is my childhood that game is so good i am totally going to start playing it tonight um, actually you should that. you should say you should say kid resistant kid not, resistant. not kid proof you're right you're not wrong <laughs> I, i'm totally gonna play super mario rpg i'm gonna start it tonight uh, nice. I've been. Are you I, streaming? It took me. Uh, I don't know. Probably. Maybe. I, I'll think about it. I'll think about it because I was kind of going to play it on the couch. Um, oh, okay. yeah. I couldn't play it for ages because it took me forever to figure out the latency fixing setting in RetroArch that, for whatever reason, is not just enabled by default, uh, or RetroArch or uh, SNES 9x, SNES 9x. Um, and so I wasn't able to time the the double damage combos, and so it was just like frustrating and annoying. So I just kept yeah. not making it very far into it. I should totally play again. Um, P. Dizzle says, I have nothing to say. Just take my money. Um, I mean, all right. I'll put it in the pile. Uh, Jeremy I, says... I, yeah, go ahead. I, if, if I could speak to you, Super Chatters, for a second. Yeah. Are you subscribed to Floatplane? Yeah, really. <laughs> you get some actual benefits over there. Yeah, there's like exclusive content and stuff. Yeah, there's some like really cool stuff that goes on Floatplane. Um, and I think not enough people even know about it. Um, but like some of the most, here's some random, uh, internal insights. Some of the most, some of the content with the most activity on Floatplane, likes, comments, um, et cetera, views, including views are, are like videos that, that don't hit YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, they're videos that I think would do poorly if they did, to be fair, um, because they're like hardcore content. Um, but there's some really cool stuff there. Okay, hold on a second. Martino over on Floatplane says, yeah, 10 pints is a buzz, but six is like, I'm taking it easy. Got to go work early in the morning. Now, hold on a second, because my understanding of a pint of beer is that it's not an actual pint. I thought it was like, just like a, a colloquial way of describing like a mug. My understanding was that you can order a pint, and in some places, a pint is like a f ton of beer. So maybe I'm mistaken. I guess I'm. I guess I'm wrong. People are like, no, a pint is just a pint. Alrighty then. Shows you what I know. 
the mug holds huh. a pint, blah, 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 473 mils. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely wrong. Um, Nick pinged me on Teams to say uh, Sarah reacting to Part 3 Secret Shopper is a float plane exclusive. He says, float plane exclusive, hard sell. Sarah reacting to Part 3 Secret Shopper. Yeah, so that's on there. Uh, and have... that video, if I remember correctly, is like the the third most viewed video like ever yep. on Flow Plane. It's pretty sick. Um, and it's it's hilarious. So, yeah. All right. And that's pretty much it for the WAN show for today. Hopefully you guys... Uh... Mm, oh, I, I think I understood that now. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And Nick says, also, please let YouTube chat know that we are not making LTT condoms because we don't want that responsibility. I mean, we could make a condom as long as it's like the like get you pregnant condom, you know, that then we wouldn't have to worry about like, you know, there being any misunderstanding like the badcondoms.com, you know, please tell me that exists. You could bundle it with the book. <laughs> badcondoms.com 2.99 for the first year available really nobody oh, wanted badcondoms.com how is that even possible so <laughs> i can think of all kinds of great business ideas that would go with badcondoms.com and i think we're done here to be fair uh -huh. no one has good condoms.com really except that one costs a lot more <laughs> Oh yeah, and also part four of Secret Shopper is already out on Floatplane. It'll be coming to YouTube soon-ish. Very good as well. Secret Shopper was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. I'm sure it's a ton of work, but yeah, it's very entertaining to watch. Alright, see you later guys! Bye! In stream. YouTube is dead. <laughs>